0: Hello, listeners. This is Mike Zelosi. Retro Encounter is only a few weeks away from episode 150, and we're planning to make it a mailbag episode in which we respond to as many listener emails as we can. So if you wanted to send us a discussion topic idea, a question about the podcast, or a suggestion for a Game Journal episode in the future, please send an email to retro at rpgfan.com before we record the episode in mid-August. We are 100% going to choose at least one future episode from listener suggestions, but first we need those emails. So again, the email address is retro at rpgfan.com. We will respond to as many messages as we can in episode 150. But that's enough for me. Now here is the latest episode of Retro Encounter. Welcome to episode 148 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fan's weekly podcast. I'm Mike Solosi, and I'm your host for today. And today, well, you might see Final Fantasy there in the title. And we are going to talk about Final Fantasy VII, but this is not a dedicated, celebratory, nostalgic Final Fantasy VII episode. You'll see what I mean in just a few minutes. But before we get to that, let's introduce the panel joining me today, starting with Rob Rogan. Hey, hey. And also, Leona McCallum. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And thirdly, Peter Treisenberg.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Now, the four of us, uh, we've all played Final Fantasy VII. We we know it well enough at least to talk about it on the podcast. And we've each had our own different experiences with Final Fantasy VII, and we'll get to those. But what we're going to do for this special episode is talk about the future a little bit. Final Fantasy VII had a uh special remake announced at e3 and i want to say 2014 four years ago is that correct or a long time ago it was 2015
1: 2015 Um, okay i believe yeah
0: that's right four e3s ago which is three years ago right okay that's why that's 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 why i was confused
2: that's how i kept my birthdays in e3s (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> let's see what video games were announced uh three years ago um oh yeah Shenmue 3 yeah that, yeah
0: that was that was uh um my first e3 was the following year so i uh i did mm, not same. attend that one yeah that, 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 that was a- yeah that's when you and i met for the first time peter
1: <laughs> yeah right right but, but no that i remember that year was the first e3 uh we covered i covered for the site and it was a very it was a hype show that was that was just so, so many ge- big announcements
0: yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. In in general, I thought that uh, the E3 um, two years ago and this past year were really fun for what all the information that we were covering. But the one last year in in 2017 was uh, less fun than the, than the two sandwiching years for me. In, in terms of what games were being covered and what games were playable on the show floor, like even though 20, um, E3 2018 was a little light, I got to play Dragon Quest 11, Mega Man 11, and uh, Fist of the North Star. So I'm a thousand percent satisfied.
1: I mean, fair enough, right? Yeah. So.
0: Uh, <laughs> So so anyway, that's enough about E3. But E3 2015 what, um, did announce the Final Fantasy VII remake to audience gasps and cheers and and perhaps tears. So it, it's de- it's development, or I, I, maybe I shouldn't say development. Um, the announcements surrounding its development have been uh, up it's and tumultuous. down. Up, up and down. I don't I don't want to say concerning. I don't want to throw a negative adjective on it. But there's been a lot to talk about with the Final Fantasy Remake versus everything that we know and love about Final Fantasy VII. So that's what today's episode is. We are going to discuss our hopes and fears and wants and concerns about the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, uh... Uh, gentlemen and lady, I think we should just talk about what, what Final Fantasy VII means to each of us briefly. Like, like, uh, when we played it, how much we like it, uh, and, and our overall mm-hmm. thoughts about it. But, but the whole episode's not going to be about this, so let's all try to be a little brief. Um, starting with you, Peter, uh, what's your basic personal history with Final Fantasy VII and, uh, and how, how much do you like it? Just, you know, yeah. gen- general terms.
1: <laughs> um... Well, uh, as far as personal history goes, um, there's actually kind of a funny story. I first played Final Fantasy VII at a school science fair, weirdly enough. Um, a, they had um, at Science Olympiad, it was an event that uh, grand, nearby uh, Grand Valley State University held, they had a break room where you could rent out video games for a set amount of time um, in between events. Um, so, they'd have a bunch of consoles set up, uh, PS1s and PS2s mostly, um, and a list of games that they had behind the counter. And you could go in and borrow them for a set amount of time and play them. And I actually, and I ended, that's when I actually went, I ended up playing through the beginning of Final Fantasy VII um, up till about the end of the bombing mission uh, when I had to leave. I just, i that was my first time playing the game. Um, I was so like, that- it was an element
0: that was that was solid 25
1: or 30 minutes right yeah it was it was just just a half hour i was just taking a break waiting for a friend to show up um so we could go to their event Hmm. um and yeah so that was a lot of fun and the game stuck out in my mind i don't i don't think i didn't even know what it was at the time i recognized the name final fantasy um i was like i was really young at the time um and i recognized and i played it i'm like oh it's a turn-based game uh rpg wasn't really in my vocabulary at the time but i knew pokemon so um so i kind of had a basic grasp of what to do um i I liked that the guy's name was cloud i thought that was cool um and uh and then it was ages later that i actually like kind of became more of a final fantasy fan uh went out and got the game i I think i actually played it in earnest um through playstation network a while later oh wow
2: that is a while later
1: Yeah, I got PlayStation Network version. um, uh, Played it at... um, One of my cousins was a big fan of it, so he had the game and kind of talked me through it. Um, I would get the PC port on Steam. Played through that version. It's it's been general. That game's been a pretty active... Like, I've played through it a couple times. um, Got really into the compilation when I was first... When that was all coming out. (laughs) Right on. Right. In general, Final Fantasy VII to me is just kind of like... When I think when I sit back and think Final Fantasy, that's uh the that's that's kind of what comes to mind. That mire of spin-offs and <laughs> stuff.
0: And then you and I did discuss uh at least part of the compilation when we had our Final Fantasy Film Festival episode last year. Uh you you and I suffered through three Final Fantasy movies including FF7 Advent Children. And you I think we watched
1: I think we walked away from that feeling that Advent Children was the best of a bad bunch. Yeah, we, um, <laughs> basically, yes.
2: <yeah, so>, <laughs> the most serves. Final time, at least. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, at least
1: at least I reckon I know some of what's going on here.
0: <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, uh, Rob, your turn. Uh, basically, what is your personal history with Final Fantasy VII, the original?
3: So. Um, well, I remember getting. it. I got it on Christmas in 19 in 1997. I was about 13 or 14 years old, uh, and and kind of like kind of like Peter. It, I hadn't really played RPGs, um, let alone J you know J JRPGs, JRPGs turn-based uh, RPGs up to that point. So it was kind of new for me, right? Um, but I do remember I did give it a shot. Um, I got as far as uh, I think Cosmo Canyon. I think the boss, uh, Cosmo Canyon, and, and I remember being stuck on that boss. And I actually put it down oh, for, the, for a the, the
0: ghost of the Gi tribe leader thing. Yeah, 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 yeah right,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember putting it down for a few months, but for whatever reason, I came back to it a couple months after that. Um, did did whatever I needed to do. I got past that, and and once I once I passed that threshold, just completely obsessed with it. Staying up late, um, late long nights playing through it, um, and really, it, it it acted as as the catalyst to getting me. Uh, to fall in love with the JRPG genre, right? Um, uh. Consider it my first or my favorite game, uh, probably uh, my f- favorite RPG up to this day, I guess. Um, oh, all right. As, as yeah, as I'm getting as I'm getting older, I'm finding I'm labeling th- things uh, as my favorite less and less. You know, I just <laughs> I just kind of like things, right? So, uh, but if I had to say any one video game was my favorite, probably still into this day, uh, it would be Final Fantasy VII, um, even if I hadn't actually played it in a, in a few years now um so i was very excited i was actually very excited to, to hear the announcement about the remake um and it did elicit uh, a little bit of an emotional reaction from me um mm-hmm. uh, i think was, as as was the case for for a lot of folks watching that oh um, yeah. But yeah it has a special place in my heart um uh and, and really looking forward to it uh tentatively excited about what i'm seeing <laughs> or what i'm heeding, hearing and reading so awesome yeah, that's, that's my shit
0: and uh, the, the older we get, the less you're thinking of list of favorites. I'm I I don't subscribe to that. I as someone who literally has dozens of spreadsheets about video games and video game blog posts and video game podcasts, I I, I just compulsively make lists and charts of things. <laughs> so I'm afraid you and I are uh, have different personalities with uh, in in some respects, Rob. But uh, the, the obsess the obsessive compartmentalizing type yeah <laughs> sometimes you know I'm, I'm also a hypocrite because I get I get um, annoyed when people over categorize and over compartmentalize things when they're during a discussion but I am like the, the worst example of that also. but uh, enough about me. Uh, Leona, it's your turn. Um, what is your basic personal history with Final Fantasy 7 and uh, and your feelings about it?
2: Uh, well, Final Fantasy 7 was probably the biggest uh game in my childhood that was the game for me when and, i didn't
0: uh, ha- sorry sorry to interrupt but uh yeah. now, now, you, you grew up in scotland right
2: yeah i grew and, up in
0: scotland and 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 final fantasy 7 was the first final fantasy game to hit europe and the uk in general and in, in particular oh right? was
2: it uh, yeah i think so actually yeah you're right it was because so, we didn't get final fantasy 3 or anything before that it was right the, the big game cool okay
0: uh, so, so um, did, did that affect to it was it was it one of the first rpgs you played
2: it was the first like RPG, maybe even video game that I had played.
0: Oh wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah, continue,
2: please. <laughs> I didn't have any consoles uh growing up, so I used to go to my friend's house and he would have Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9. And I fell in love with Seven and I kept coming over to his house every day. And I'd be like to his mom, even if he wasn't at home, can I come in and play Final Fantasy seven? And she'd be like, oh, okay, come in. And then i go to <laughs> his room and i play Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> so it was, it was a huge deal for me. It was like the, the biggest, uh, joy I had as a little kid. So it was very special to me, very important growing up. And then eventually I loved it so much that, um, he, my friend gave me his copy of Final Fantasy VII, which I still have to this day.
0: Awesome. That's, nice. that's sweet. And, uh, this is a little unusual. I also have memories of playing Final Fantasy VII with my best friend, <laughs> growing <laughs> up. Um, uh, but un-, un unlike, uh, I guess unlike you guys, um, I I was already playing RPGs before Final Fantasy VII came out. Final Fantasy IV, which was my first RPG, and I I thought it was Final Fantasy II at the time.
2: Right. That's right. Right. Weird numbering yeah. system.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so um, I already liked Final Fantasy and had played. 1, 4, and 6 by the time FF7 came out when I was in elementary school. Uh, I guess I was 11 when it came out. And, and several of my friends were also excited about it. But I didn't have a Playstation. I I, uh, I got consoles a little late around that time. Mm. So, But uh, but my best friend, who likes Final Fantasy every bit as much as I do, did have a Playstation. So he <laughs> got it at launch, and I would run back to his house every day for a few weeks uh to play it with him or re- really he was playing and i was and i and i was watching, watching but I, but i but I I, I I didn't mind it was it was his game and i and i was there i was there to watch i I didn't i wasn't a, a jerk about it and so it, I it was um it, it was a big deal at the time among both the, the kids at school and just our fandom in general
2: mm. oh yeah yeah definitely
0: so I, But I definitely wanted to play it, even though I, uh, I didn't see uh, my friend play all the game through, uh, just large chunks of it. So uh, I did want to get a, call, a copy for it myself, so I got the PC version in 98 or 99, I don't know exactly when, and played through that. And then when I eventually did get a PlayStation, I bought a, uh, a, co- a, a Greatest Hits copy of F7 and played it through then. So I've played it through at least twice. I think maybe there was one later playthrough in the 2000s possibly, but I don't 100% remember. So I've played Final Fantasy VII two or three times. I like it a lot. I think it's an excellent game of that era. I think it's a very important Final Fantasy game for a lot of reasons. It's not one of my overall favorites. If I had to, you know, make a list of personal favorite RPGs, it probably wouldn't be in the top Mm ten. And if I made a list of favorite Final Fantasy games, it would probably be neighborhood of fourth or fifth. So I, I definitely like this game, and it's important to me. But it's maybe not one of my super overall favorites, but but again, but, I I don't want to sound like a hater. It's 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 excellent, and I think very important as a game, as in, as a both as an RPG and as a Final Fantasy game. That's I how that's I too. feel.
2: Sorry, uh, that's how I feel. Like it's, even though it's very important to me, Final Fantasy Seven, it isn't actually my favorite Final Fantasy. My favorite Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy Nine, objectively. <laughs> but if I was to go by what was most important to seven-year-old Leona, it was Final Fantasy Seven. I mean, Final Fantasy IX is objectively the best game in the
1: series, as dictated by retro, well, by, as dictated by our own podcast.
0: Okay, <laughs> mathematically, we did determine it's the best, but I, I think that's actually a, a hidden numbers trick because you turn the number nine upside down, you get six, and that's actually the best Final Fantasy game. No, oh, no.
1: Um, I, I won't accept that. Okay, but if you add up six twice, you get twelve.
0: No and... death,
2: double no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so all right, we're we're not going to have that discussion again, but but we did have a best Final Fantasy episode take place um over a year ago, and we did determine that Final Fantasy Nine was the best final fantasy game. i'm I'm not I'm not going to argue those results but... even, though, even though my personal favorite is six. but <laughs>
1: going back going back though to, to this to seven, though, it's like uh, I think it's important to recognize like that that either, yeah, look like, like you said, Mike, it's an, it's an important game. And it is still like a pretty great game that's important to a lot of people. I think I think a lot of people it kind of gets caught in that kind of hipster crowd level of its popular ergo. It sucks. Yeah, and it, and it has had... It's um,
2: overrated. It, okay. Yeah,
1: that, right, 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 right. It's it, like the, the, guy I... in, the guy in Starbucks who brings a record player and phonograph uh, headphones. When, when, when I, I was... Latte. When,
0: when, I, when I was frequenting Final Fantasy forums in the 2000s, I remember taking place in an extremely circular argument where, uh, uh, like... Someone started the Final Fantasy is overrated thread and my comment was I think people have been calling it overrated too much to which point I think it's underrated now, which is yeah. confusing and dumb and I hate now I hate the terms overrated and underrated. That's because, what I said. I because of whole, dumb arguments like that.
2: I had a whole argument with people on the Discord about how much I hate people calling things overrated.
0: Right, like like every, and everyone has a different opinion on what that rated benchmark is. Exactly. So, so it, it basically just turns into a um, it it turns into a way of saying like or dislike, but in a way that sounds pseudo intellectual. Like, uh, um, I I don't dislike right. this game. No, it's right, overrated. Right, right. See, I, yeah. I'm on an elevated opinion, so I I know how this game is supposed to be rated, and it's mm-hmm. overrated. Oh, so I, 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 yeah, I think I think that overrated, underrated. Has a an air of intellectual elitism too, which I was uh, when I was an intellectual elitist. I definitely used all the time, but now, I, now I find it frustrating. And yeah, and now facile. that you're not an
2: intellectual elitist, yeah. Now, now that now that other. I am
0: aware of how much of an idiot I actually am, I uh, <laughs> now, now I now I dislike those arguments. But back back when I was a smartass, I called things overrated, underrated, left and right. Uh, but I may have argued
3: with you on the internet back in the early 2000s, Mike. It,
0: it's nah. possible <laughs> if you were if you were on GameFAQs or CavesOfNarsh.com, uh, then I was, maybe.
3: Oh, <laughs> I, I was on I was on Game Facts, definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think I think uh, I think I think uh, the thing with overrated um, uh, kind of gets gets wrapped up in in, in, in hype, right? Mm-hmm. So so when people when people just yes. get tired of hearing about something, whether or not it's good or not, uh, they tend to just label it as overrated. Rather than just simply stating this is a good game or this is a good piece of media, I'm just tired of hearing about it. Um, yeah, it is, it, it's lazy. It's a lazy argument. Um, it, I, I a, really a reaction
0: against. A, I, I think yeah. you're right. I think um, it might be a reaction against hype instead of because uh, we were. I, I guess we. I, I briefly touched on the concept of ratedness, but uh, if something, if someone doesn't like something as as much as the hype that surrounds it. Then they would they would mm-hmm. fall into the overrated box. I think, uh, re- regardless of whether Final Fantasy VII is overrated or underrated, I think that the mountain of hype surrounding it is undeniable and enormous. This yeah. is, I mean, it, it's probably still the most popular Final Fantasy game.
1: There's there is a re- there's a reason that Cloud and Sephiroth and all those other guys keep showing up in other games. There's a reason that we got a decades worth of. Uh, supplemental material and a CGI film, and there's a reason that Square is spending millions upon millions of dollars trying to remake the thing.
0: And like, and, and, and this is this is the one that's getting the multi-million dollar remake, and not you know, uh,
1: a, the game, you know, not a game that could, that act could actually benefit from the update. Sure. Like, <laughs> it,
0: like like well, because uh, you know, because
1: you know, eight is fundamentally broken.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the argument of why seven and not six, or why seven and not nine, that 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 argument would just like. Probably uh, why revol- why Re- why, seven,
1: why, se- why seven and not fifteen
0: and, and like uh, uh, and I, one of my close friends uh, had said why seven and not six six is a two D game seven's already a three D game it's like he he's just saying that because he likes six more than seven um, but <laughs> I, 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 this one I think probably was the best candidate for a remake because again it has so much hype surrounding it and it was was the first global one I think because. It was the first one to have a release in Europe. It, 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 to my memory, it had one of the biggest launches in Final Fantasy history and probably the largest fan base in Final Fantasy history. So I think it was a logical choice for a remake. Whether right. we, we, whether we, it's our favorite or not. It, um, it's definitely a very important game. And I, 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 again, I think it's it makes sense that this is the one that they remade. So, uh, moving on a little bit, uh, let's talk about the news surrounding the remake, what we know. Now, uh, we're recording this in late July uh, 2018, and, and uh, this is posting for another few weeks. But uh, it, Final Fantasy sevens remake did not have a lot of information revealed at E3 2018. It was a perhaps a conspicuous absence from that conference, mm-hmm. which is unusual because it was announced at E3 uh, three years earlier. But
2: it's why, it's why we held off recording this until July.
0: Yeah, yeah, we had been talking about recording this for a few months, but uh, um, but we said, decided, oh, you know what? There might be some Final Fantasy 7 news at E3, so let's wait until we get that before we talk about it. And yeah. uh, and and unusually, there wasn't any. And uh, uh, Nomura and his or members of the of the remakes development team did have a few le- sort of low key announcements following uh, the conference. Where they said, yeah. "Oh, it's being it's being worked on, but it's it has run into some development issues." The one that surprised me, maybe this is old information, but I think I, I read it for the first time uh, uh, within the past month or so, that uh, it was being developed by a separate studio, but then they scrapped yeah. most of the work that, that is, the studio did. That is
1: that is old information. That yeah. is old information. Um, okay. Uh, so what happened was, is that when the game was announced, they were outsourcing part of the development to CyberConnect Two. Um, the company that made Asura's Wrath, uh, the dot hack games, uh, Naruto, Ultimate Ninja Storm, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and that dem- that gameplay demo that they re- revealed the same year as the announcement, I think that and in- I think that was in December 2015. They released um uh the the PS4 port of FF7 and uh that gameplay demo. Uh that was from their build. Evidently Square was not satisfied with the results and they chose to scrap uh the entire partnership with cyber connect to and begin in-house development and end rant. <laughs> weird
3: right yeah I, was, yeah I was reading today um so it, it was it was kind of it was kind of weird where it was so bad that they didn't want to reuse most of it um but it was far enough along where they couldn't salvage it and it was kind of a weird catch-22 there right which um, sucks that really does yeah. kind of suck um also, it's amazing that it was that bad that Square
2: Enix was like, <laughs> can't help I'm us. <laughs> just, I'm typing some shade there. Oh, man. I love my shade.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, there's also the fact, too, that Namura was has been working on two major projects for the company. Um, yeah. And he even said that now that Kingdom Hearts 3 is just about out the door, now he's going to be devoting pretty much his full attention to the 7 remake. Is he the um, only
2: person that works at Square Enix?
1: or? <laughs> It's I mean, like, I th- he's he's the. They wanted to get the original team back where possible, is from my understanding. I I don't really have a source for that, but from the way they've described it, is that they want to be as faithful as they can, and they want to get this right.
0: And which I think means- uh, I think Nomura or one of the other producers did announce did say that uh, they probably announced it too early. <laughs> like they, they yeah. should they they should have been uh, they wish they had been further along during the announcement, so they wouldn't run into these. They they maybe wouldn't have run into these roadblocks as publicly as they did.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we talked about this on Slack a lot, but um, I think Square has a tendency to announce things at the conceptual stage. Um, Not so much as a, this is ready to, we, we, not even like, like, like the versus 13 to 15 thing, you know, Mm -hmm. they announce things as concepts. And then
0: when well okay to be fair they did the opposite of that for Octopath Traveler because I mean, yeah Octopath, true to true. yeah Octopath Traveler is a Square Enix game with Square Enix producers and they announced it less than a year of its re- uh, before its release and its release has been I would say fairly positive so uh, that, yeah. good, well, on the, yeah, good, good on yeah good good on them Octopath for doing Octopath uh, too. yeah good on them for yeah. timing that that announcement well <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the but, uh, but the timing for. Um, uh, both, I guess, both Kingdom Hearts three and Final Fantasy sevens remake has been uh, a little bit uh, less good since the, those have been sort of in the public space now for a long time, prior uh, mm-hmm. to, prior to coming out, and uh, I, I don't want to, you know, characterize a feeling for the entire Final Fantasy seven fan base, which of course is enormous and diverse, but I think mm-hmm. the, I think the Final Fantasy seven fans are starting to, you know, grumble a little bit, like uh, it, it's. Uh, uh, again, um, this, maybe this remake doesn't have everything that every fan would want, uh, th- and there's, there's, I think some you know legitimate concerns and uh, a- a- about this remake because it- its development seems you know tumultuous. I think is one of the words that we threw around. <laughs>
2: mhm. Um, I, the, the, as you said, Final Fantasy VII's fan base is so large; it's hard to pin down one feeling for it. It does have its diehard fans, but I've also seen a lot of support for people who didn't maybe quite like Final Fantasy VII, aren't excited to play an updated version which they feel is more playable rather than a game made for people who already love Final Fantasy VII.
0: Yeah, um, like, uh, I mean, accessibility is something that we always talk about when uh, when we're, you know, sussing out our feelings about a game like uh, do you already have to be deep into something to understand and love this or is it good for new players and returning players like mm-hmm. that, that some and some people get that you know maybe our fans and have a you know an exclusive attitude towards this don't want accessibility. they they want games made for them and people that yeah, love that, older series as much as they do
1: I don't get behind that like gatekeeping nonsense yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, I but,
0: do, but it does exist
1: I do. a little bit <laughs> But I do think there's something to be said for um, Square wanting to respect the legacy of one of their biggest titles, which is, I mean, uh, you, you, if if the two years of development they did with CyberConnect2 was bad enough that they th- thought it, they had to scrap it, I think to me that says that they are like committed to doing this right. And I feel like yeah. they know, too, that if they screw it up, they're going to have a million like you know angry fanboys jumping down their
2: throat.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. Let's talk about specifics um, specific elements of this game. Is there a part of Final Fantasy 7 that uh, let's just start with on a positive note that you would be excited to see in a big bold beautiful remake. Um so starting with you Rob, is it whether it's a a an area or a fight or a character or a summon just one bit of Final Fantasy 7 that you love that you can't wait to see in the remake?
3: Well, generally speaking, um well, first let me back up. So I was reading a a few of the um remarks made by Nomura and, 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 the team today, uh, that were made recently about what, what they're, what they're trying to do with the remake. Right. Um, and what really piqued my interest was, um, you mentioned that we were focusing on opening the game up, um, opening areas of the game up to players that weren't originally open to players in the original. Um, so I took that to mean parts of the map that players just weren't allowed to go, uh, whether mm. that was for story reasons or for design reasons. Um, Okay. Uh, very, very interested to see where, where where that goes. Um, and in addition to that, the uh, uh, the lore piece, right? So now, now we're now they're working. Um, uh, they're working with hindsight, right? So after their whole world of Final Fantasy or whatever um, debacle that <laughs> that was over the years, uh, now Com- they have compilation, they're, they're, Final compilation of Final or, Fantasy or, seven or. Yeah. Uh...
0: Um, <laughs> or fabula nova cristalis or any of these any of the world building attempts that they've made uh, to various degrees of success
3: <laughs> <laughs> um but now that they have the the benefit of of kind of building up that lore just a little bit more um how they're going to work that into uh, the story um in a remake mm-hmm. right so so bringing in um, characters like zach uh, into the story just a little bit more intimately right um, maybe new maybe new story sequences uh, maybe fixing some things that are a bit nonsensical and don't make any sense right so uh I'm interested yeah. to see how they tie all that in like a rude, like rude being alive um in the sequels even though the game
1: due to a translate due to an admitted translation error uh, makes it seem like he died um <laughs> <laughs> like that but there's there are some things from 7 the original 7 that uh, could use an update
0: and, yeah. uh, and, and talking about Zach, um, in the original Final Fantasy VII, his death scene. Is basically just two sh- soldiers shooting him and him falling over. But in, yeah, uh, in in Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, his death scene is an unbelievably most- dramatic last stand with him <laughs> fighting th- hundreds of soldiers. <laughs> and it is
1: and, and and it is one of the most like I'm sorry that cut scene that, that scene if he had literally I, I I cried I'm not ashamed. Oh, it rules no. and the, and, the, um, is, and, and, is, and Zach is such a good character
0: and <laughs> and the and the song that plays in Crisis Core the price the price of freedom is not in original FF seven and it's like the best song in crisis core. So if they made the Zach death scene, uh, like crisis core and included the song from crisis core, that, that would be the best implementation, uh, or, you know, uh, retroactive forward implementation of compilation of FF seven stuff. I, I would love that.
1: That's, that's honestly what I want to see. Um, even, even though the compilation, the compilation has its fair share of issues and, uh, uh, they there and a lot of it like the mo- Advent children's dumb Durga cerberus is dumb but crisis score is I, really good I,
0: I don't want to call I don't want to call anyone out but um when we were doing a uh uh shoot it was an, it was in when we, we did an episode a few uh months ago and one of our panelists defended uh Durge of Cerberus at length and I was uh, and I I, I didn't I, I didn't insult him or anything I uh, but like my eyes widened because it's like whoa, whoa someone likes Dirge of Cerberus
1: I mean I you know what though there are things in Dirge Cer- i this that's a whole deep rabbit hole there are things yeah. in the compilation <laughs> i I, I, I avoided
0: Dirge of Cerberus because I heard it was bad so I, I was surprised to hear a full-throated defense of it
1: but I don't think it's a. I, I don't like it as a game, as a story. As a story, though, it's it's there are worse. But,
0: but do, I, you, I, do you think bits and pieces of Dirge of Cerberus could sneak their way into the FF Seven remake? Because I don't know. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about it to really. Oh, they. Like have a oh, they absolutely.
1: It. Oh, they absolutely could. Um, they talk about. Uh, Robbie, we talking about um, areas in the universe that weren't accessible. Uh. A big part of of Cerberus is getting into um deep ground and a whole bunch of rejected Shinra experiments that kind of formed their own society. Oh um,
0: damn. So, so like some like, like some X-Men Morlocks.
1: Basically. Um and like and, awesome. then, and then it gets more and, and then and then the game gets more into Vincent and Hojo's backstory. Um my my point is really that there's a lot of world building and little things in the compilation that are actually pretty good, and I think could actually be used to enrich um, the remake. Um, if they go down that route, I think it would be very good to see that.
3: Agreed.
0: Yeah. Um. Th- there's a lot that they could draw from that isn't from the text of Final Fantasy VII that would make sense for inclusion in the remake. But again, like like a yeah. Uh, expanding Zach's role and uh, or going deeper into the Turk slash Shinra slash Vincent backstory would make a lot of sense. And I, and I just would like more Turks in general. I thought... Uh, one thing that really um, jumped out at me about the fir- uh, the first time I played Final Fantasy VII was, you know, replacing the idea of an evil empire with an evil company, and having the sort of the the knights quote unquote of the evil empire quote unquote being people in the suits and sunglasses struck me as extremely cool and forward-thinking in in 1997. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so like if we, um, I I thought I liked the characters of Reno, Rude, Elena, and Song so much. I I I want to see the scene that like uh Reno's first appearance with that Turks theme playing uh in the remake a lot. Like if they make the Turks cool again instead of the like goofballs that they are in Advent Children, I would I would like that very very much.
2: They were yeah, think... always kind of goofballs though. But they,
0: they I I don't know, they, they seemed more aloof and cruel in Final Fantasy 7 and they just went full goofball from the beginning in in Advent that, Children.
1: One thing one thing about Advent Children and we talked about this before too, but it's like it's kind of almost a, a meta-mutation of how fans came to perceive the characters rather yeah. than how the characters actually were. Like Cloud being super emo again.
0: Yeah,
2: Cloud and, is the biggest example of that. Like he's so, not like that.
0: <laughs> so are, are, are we are we worried that um, that we might see emo cloud as the main character of uh yeah seven ah. and, not, and not cool cloud
2: yep
0: yeah. yeah. I'm a little worried
1: about that um they did say they were gonna try and uh they were gonna try and be true to his original characterization this is this is from an an interview with namura where they said like they they want to do his like arc right um and I'm hoping that's true i hope they they do get that right because Cloud is kind of a dork in FF7, and it's adorable.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: There's there's a whole lot of room for them to work with uh, these various different story elements they didn't really dive deeply into in the original. Um, and even in even in the compilation of Final Fantasy VII, uh, if they're really pushing towards this uh, uh, installment structure, whether or not they actually end up calling it episodic or not, um, yeah, there's we, a lot we, of room... We we didn't add, mention to to that either, earlier, yeah. but
0: but the the um shortly after its announcement, or maybe a year or so after its announcement, it was announced they revealed that Final Fantasy VII's remake was going to be um, segmented and not released all at once. Mm.
3: Yeah, I, I I had a my initial reaction to that was incredibly negative because I wasn't on board with it. But uh, if again, if if the end product ends up ends up being um, a quality product, uh, kind of whatever, right? But um, I think it gives them plenty of room to add meat to the story uh, if they're going to be selling it that way. Um, but I, I, I do imagine we're going to be seeing a whole whole lot of Final Fantasy 15 type DLC for this game as well. It's it's, oh, yeah. it's never to end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I I honestly wonder if that episodic structure is still in the cards, but I don't have anything to base my doubt on other than, uh, other than a sneaking suspicion after the uh, Cyber Connect to Fallout. Um, but yeah, I know we're totally going to see like episode Tifa, episode Yuffie, hmm. episode. Uh, remember Vincent's backstory? That's going to be DLC. We're going to call it episode Turk. Well,
0: um, I would probably buy Final Fantasy VII remake episode High Wind. I would, I would buy that. Uh, <laughs> me too.
3: So that that kind of leaves a little bit of room for them to 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 pull stuff out of the original uh, Final Fantasy content-wise, right? And I really hope they don't oh, that route. Like, that's like my worst fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, be...
1: like, they're gonna make the penny arcade strip where the where people buy uh, the buy, um, it, bring Aerith back to life by Peg, but Peg a dollar real. <laughs> I don't, I don't want that.
0: Let's be real; it would not be a dollar. It would be twenty dollars. Yeah, 20 dollars to
1: keep Aerith in your party.
0: <laughs> well, hmm. Y- yeah, I-, I, I think that. DLC is inevitable, but what is DLC? I think would be the bigger question. If there was a, a, if they take a segment of the game that was in the original Final Fantasy VII, and then they make it only available via DLC, people will riot. Or if not riot, people will will be very upset online (laughs) about about it. Like it's a. it, it, but if it, if it truly is side content or new content, then I think people will still be upset because n- no one's ever happy online on on video game <laughs> spheres, but they but uh, nope. it, it will be a little more accepted if it is new content or something that was not explicitly in final in original Final Fantasy seven. So it's but that's gonna be so weird. I, I think DLC is inevitable. I, I don't think anyone's denying that, but what they make DLC will be of keen interest to people.
3: And I wonder, I wonder how closely tied to uh, any any further development troubles they have, um, just how how deeply tied into that this DLC potential DLC will be, and 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 the end state of costs. the retail game, yeah.
1: Yeah. You mean you mean like fifteen again? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, 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 I hate to keep bringing that up. But that is the go-to example of we didn't have time to finish this, so here is all the stuff we had to cut.
0: Final Fantasy yeah. fifteen was RPG fans' game of the year in twenty sixteen. It is currently twenty eighteen, and they are not done releasing bits and pieces of Final Fantasy fifteen.
1: And they won't be in twenty nineteen either.
0: That that was just a lot of numbers in the teens in a row. So we, we I hope I didn't mix any of them up, <laughs> but. Yeah, Final Fantasy 7 I I think uh I don't want to compare it directly to Final Fantasy XV, but F- F- 15, but FF15 is the most recent example that we have of a massive budget Final Fantasy project by Square Enix and uh, I I'm I again I hesitate to say it might be what FF7 remake looks like, but do, do we think that's possible that it it comes out of the gate feeling incomplete? And it uh, and it takes them years to f- properly complete it. Is that do do we think that will happen or or might happen?
2: I like to think not. I like, I like to I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that way. Uh, not that it won't it'll be incomplete if they're going to do it episodic. I, I want the episodes to be complete, like up to a certain point in the game. That's where it stops, and I want it to be a complete game, and then episode two also a complete game. If that's how they're going to do it. Uh, I'd hate to feel like Final Fantasy XV, where things are patched in that sh- should have been there from the beginning.
3: Yeah, I'd li- I'd like to think, f- for now, I'd like to think that they they have learned um, some major lessons from Final Fantasy XV, uh, from that whole development process fiasco um, mm-hmm. and post release post release stuff. Uh, so, so 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 as of right now, uh, even with some of the troubles that have come come to light, um, I'm still willing to give the benefit of the doubt, um, only because we really don't have much information to go off of at this point
1: mm-hmm. i believe that they are going to be like i said they, i think they only have one shot at this i think that they know that if they screw it up people are going to be mad and this is one of their probably argue, one could make an argument that this is their highest profile title ever um they don't want to screw that up and I think they're going to be giving it the attention that it deserves during development. Now, whether or not that all pans out, uh, we'll see. Um, I know that when they first announced it, and when they were showing it off, they showed action combat, um, uh, stuff that looked kind of like 15. I honestly hope they don't go that route. Um, and maybe it's just naive of me for hoping they would... Because I think what a lot of people want is just... They want the base game, but with the graphical update. And... Uh, some nods to the compilation. Um,
2: I would, I would, I would like that. But you know, if they are gonna action game it up, like I, I want to have more control over my party members than what fifteen offered, for instance. Like, yeah, seven is about your party. You know, these are all iconic characters in their own right. They deserve to be controlled as a group, as a party. they would be too detached from the Final Fantasy that we know. If you just control Cloud. And you're jumping around, like mm-hmm. not this.
0: Yeah, the, the, maybe the biggest departure from original FF7 that we know of is this. Um, it's going to be an action-oriented battle system and not turn-based. Now, that's not necessarily a negative. There's been a lot of good RPGs by Square Enix and others that are, you know, have big, beautiful worlds and action battle systems that feel satisfying, but. Yeah, uh, we want to be able to control each character individually, because like Leona said, these are iconic characters, and to only control Cloud would be a disappointment. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've seen Red XIII or Kate Sith in in their remake book yet. And Mm -hmm. I I bring up those two specifically, because they're the, uh, I would say, the most different silhouettes of the, Mm -hmm. uh, or the most unique silhouettes of this group. The and, most
2: cartoony, like yeah. they're very cartoon, and the style they're going for, from what we've seen, is very hyper realistic. Is so, it'd be odd to see Kate Seth <laughs> with his giant moogle.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What costume. are those? What are those two weirdos <laughs> going to look like in this in, in in this game? That is maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe they'll do what they did with with Advent Children, where he's just riding Red Thirteen around. But
0: yeah,
2: they might do that. They might just focus on the little cat part. But then,
1: what are they going to do with um, what's his name? With a, uh, the the Shinra guy who's speaking through Kate Sith. Oh how, yeah. How are they how are they going to handle that whole plot? Uh, actually, re- re- re-
0: re- 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 is the character. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, how are they going to do that? Because that's that's one of the bits of Seven that is probably the most esoteric.
2: Yeah, it's very subtle that whole little oh it was Reeve all along that is really kate sith
0: and and, how, and when kate sith joins the party you're in you're in the golden saucer and he basically walks into cloud and joins you against your will which is yep. which is a strange choice like they won't be able to represent that village visually <laughs> in the remember,
1: game do you guys remember when kate sith died and oh, then another one
0: shows up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, let's have a sad moment for Kate. Seth. Oh, never mind. His Oh,
1: him. and, yeah. and
0: having exactly the same equipment that I had but, um, when I yeah, was yeah, inside yeah. the shrinking temple.
1: Hey, hey, guys, I'm alive again. How did you manage that? I woke up when I was off screen. <laughs>
0: Do not mourn me, for I was already dead. Do not mourn me. I was a puppet already. This is just a backup puppet. It's like, uh, okay, this, this this takes the sting out of it a little bit. I, but I guess that's fine. I, I mean, oh, how no. would we have reacted if the same thing happened to Eris? Like, at, 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 like, uh, uh, like 30, a thirty Eris minutes after, yeah, thirty minutes after she died, um, a second Eris I was like, hey, what's up? I'm I'm the backup Eris. I know it seems weird, but just accept this. Eris. Place,
1: like she's, Eric, she's
0: with a pH. <laughs> so, so she's Krill.
1: She's Krill from ff five is what you're saying, where hi, I exist to be a replacement for Gaelus. Yeah. <laughs> um, my uh, I was gonna say, uh, this is kind of a pipe dream, but since someone brought we might I think you brought up Octopath Traveler earlier. Mm. One thing one thing I have loved seeing about Octopath Traveler is I mean, you see all these reports about that about that game selling out everywhere. And Square being surprised that uh, their turn-based game is doing so well, and I don't—I'm not trying to sound like turn-based games are easier to make or cheaper to make or anything like that. So please no, don't no, misunderstand my comments. <laughs> but I really think that Square Keep is consistently for seems to be forgetting that this part of their audience exists, and then they're always surprised when we turn out in droves to play one of these classic throwbacks. Do you guys think that? if they made this FF7 remake in more in the style of the original game, or any FF game for that matter, would it do better? Because for my money's worth, I think them going for the for a wider audience is uh, missing the point a lot, because I don't think that wider audience is turning out for games like fifteen.
0: Do we know how well FF15 did? I think it sold I, very well.
1: It sold very well, but I want to know how much of that is based on brand recognition and how much of that is based on I mean, I, this is again. I'm not trying to sound dismissive, but your typical tri- AAA video game customer, who you know plays, they buy. Let's say they buy maybe two video games a year and play a lot of Fortnite on the side. Are they gonna? Are they gonna turn out for your big, high-profile action RPG? I want to know who's buying these games. Who do you think they're making these games for? I,
0: well, th- th- that's a good question. Mm-hmm. But if if Final Fantasy 15 sold extremely well and i i don't know its exact sales numbers so i could be i i, I could be reaching here then i think that that crowd of, the, of that is interested in Final Fantasy as brand recognition the largest version of that crowd ever will come out for the Final Fantasy 7 remake and I, and and making it turn based i don't know if that will help or hurt it or affect it at all um like if and it, it it is a pipe dream hoping that they'll go back to this kind of yeah. th- this version of the game that that's not happening. But the- like I said,
1: I just think that's what a lot of people want to see. And I mean, for my money, it's like okay, if they did it more like twelve, or they did it more like um, uh, Lightning Returns had a very interesting take on blending turn-based and action combat that I actually really enjoyed, or something like that maybe. But a straight action RPG, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't see it for Final Fantasy VII to be a straight action RPG. If not just for the way the game plays and the way it's all laid out, it doesn't. It's not action game centered. It's not designed around that. When you make an action game, you know your your setting has to reflect that in a lot of ways. But I, th- uh, I
0: think the Final Fantasy VII remake is an action game, and I think they are going to oh, yeah, just the set setting will. to reflect that.
2: Yeah, but like you'll have to make it like a lot more. Uh, like you're not gonna see like an overworld in a modern Final Fantasy remake action game. It's not gonna be like that. It's gonna be like a big more like focused enemies rather than a bunch of like little encounters. So, like Final Fantasy uh fifteen did to an extent. It was like these mobs are not really the focus.
0: You know is the space in between Midgar and Calm going to look like FF15 yeah. or Xenoblade? like that? That, that, or, is that, that like an...
1: or is it going to look like 13? Is it going to be a very pretty hole filled with combat encounters? Yeah,
0: that's an empty space in original Final Fantasy VII. But we, I mean, what on earth is that going to be in in this? That that is that is a question. I have no idea what the answer is to. No, I mean, they're, no a, they're already talking
3: about they're already talking about um, enhancing. Quote, you know, quote, unquote, enhancing gameplay elements to include things like s- stealth and stuff like that, right? So, oh, where, yeah, me. yeah, where you would <laughs> avoid avoid the um, mobs on screen and and, and all that uh, and all that jazz, basically. Uh, so, so, yeah. so they're are definitely they're definitely they've considered the impact of turning it into an action RPG. How that will ultimately turn out, I mean, right? It's really really anybody's guess. I, I, I wasn't so I, personally for me, uh, I was kind of underwhelmed with final fantasy XV's battle system is all right um but that's kind of how i felt about 15 in general it was a good game yeah. um but i i i wouldn't I, I would be i would be um disappointed if if the final fantasy 7 remake battle system uh was was anything really like final fantasy 15 to be honest i don't know
1: i think i i know it's a more it's a really complicated issue and i think our Response because it's like it's like yeah we don't want it to be an action RPG like 15 but we also are like realistically could they go back to turn based do they want to do a hybrid blend how is the level how is the level world and encounter design going to be adapted to fit whatever system they choose
2: yeah that's Um, what I was kind of badly trying to get at is like you'll have to design the whole game again around this new system it's not something and they are. (laughs) Yeah, they are. And it's going to be a huge undertaking. It's like, it's a large world. It's a lot of plot. It's it's a huge game, really. And to make everything so detailed and high def, and it, it seems like it would take forever in development. And it's taking a long time, but it seems like it would take another 10 years to finish a game like that.
3: I mean, at this point, like like I said, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind. Um, mm-hmm. But for me personally, I think worst case scenario for me is, uh, whatever they produce will have the same effect um, that Resident Evil Five had for me. Uh, I was a huge mm. fan of the Resident Evil series, and within the first hour of playing Resident Evil Five, my 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 gut reaction was, "This is not a Resident Evil game. What am I playing right now?" So, so the worst possible scenario for me would be, "This is not Final Fantasy Seven. You just threw the characters and the lore on top of a game that really doesn't represent what the game was originally." And it's going to be tough to get that 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 in between, right? You need to you need to stay true to the original, which is what they they say they're trying to do. But also, I guess, I mean, you you gotta appeal to the masses, right? And they're gonna they're gonna be spending a ton of money on this game, um, with the potential for this to be theoretically uh, one of, if not the biggest money makers of all time for them, right? So, ideally, yeah. Ideally, yeah. So, um, it, I mean, I, I don't envy them. I don't envy them the task, basically.
2: No, no, it's a
0: huge undertaking. Agreed. Um, is there anything else that we are, like a, a specific part of Final Fantasy VII that we're either interested in seeing or concerned about seeing in the remake? Um, uh, uh, Peter, something unrelated to uh, to the combat or the basic action, like a specific scene or character you're interested in?
1: I... Hmm, let me think real quick i am actually really curious, one thing I've been very curious about is how how they would implement the weapons, the super bosses oh um, yeah because the because the question sh- those those the, not only are those creatures like the art for them is so impressive, and like I really love their design um in game, you know like I mean in the original game, you know they end up being rendered just kind of you know these polygonal nightmares, um but I would love to see the weapons brought to life with like modern graphics like maybe new quest chains or more background details on them or something like that that's that's something i would love to see
0: maybe they'll go back to calling weapon sapphire weapon again and give us a real boss fight for it
1: <laughs> maybe they'll work in you know, omega that omega weapon they added to uh, Dirge durge Cerberus. who knows um...
0: <laughs> yeah and also their, their those boss fights would be crazy since they're basically building sized monsters what's are yeah. you just going to like are you just going to whack at their ankles until they fall down or is it a uh...
2: you're going to jump up their bodies
0: Mm, so it'll, it'll be like a Colossus fight or something.
2: Yeah, something like that. You'll, I, I, if they're going to implement it, I imagine you'll be doing a lot of jumping up the body to attack the head or something like that. So
0: they probably won't have the Emerald Weapon punish you for overloading your characters with materia.
2: Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: that's one question I have. Like, how is materia in general going to look like in this game? If, it's, if it's... Oh, yeah.
2: it's just going to make your weapon elemental. <laughs> Yeah like oh you plug in. Maybe,
0: I yeah. I could actually
1: I could I, I I love the materia system and I would love to see like okay how could they improve on this? But um yeah maybe that is I don't want them to simplify it. I don't want them to be like oh yeah you just put the fire one on your sword and now your sword is fire. Um
0: <laughs> I think a, a loadout system could work like maybe uh, maybe you can't have 16 materia equipped like you could in the older in the old days but Maybe you have like eight button layouts, and you load them out uh-huh. with eight materia, and now what if- each one can uh, is you know mapped to a different button, like 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 a loadout in a uh, uh even in Diablo Three.
1: Yeah, that could be cool. Or they maybe um they work it in like um kind of like how the paradigm system worked in thirteen um where like you can switch between them on the fly. So mm-hmm. like maybe you have an elemental loadout of one type, and then you can switch to a physical attacking focused loadout. Um, is, and I, I'm curious if they'll still have it be tied to skill progression or not too. again, that's a that's right. a hypothetical, but uh, that's a hypothetical depending on how the combat works, you know, um,
0: <laughs> but <laughs> is there now um, hmm, Rob, is there a favorite summon that you have in Final Fantasy seven that you can't wait to see in the remake? because that I I remember thinking that seeing those final fantasy summons in 3D for the first time was a mind blow to me especially oh not only does bahamut look cooler than ever there are three of him <laughs> um so is, is there a summon that you really can't wait to see how they look Cause i don't think we i don't think we've seen any summons yet in the uh materials we've been shown
3: no nah. um no i don't think so um i think the the obvious one here to say is knights of the round right but i i'm, I'm going to go with hmm. i remember i remember odin being one of my favorite ones to to summon uh in Final Fantasy VII, I think yeah,
0: his, his slow approach cool. in the rain, where you hear the right. horse's hooves clapping.
3: <laughs> I, think, I think that would look
1: really, really cool. Bahamut Zero would be cool to see.
2: Yeah, Bahamut Zero is really yeah, cool. Yeah.
0: This might be an off-the-wall one, but I w- I want to see uh, Typhoon slash Chupan because, <laughs> because 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 he was a weirdo in ff6 and looked even stranger in ff7 as this uh as this optional like hidden one if yeah and, and he's exactly the kind of thing that might be cut out because he's already <laughs> just an uh like a side quest reference but if they if they incorporate summons and have them all look huge and beautiful i want to see how that you know wind weirdo from that sneezes at you from ff6 looks like <laughs>
2: <laughs> i want to see fat chocobo
0: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> do, do we think that there's going to be a uh, like a detailed chocobo breeding and riding system? Uh, I mean, akin to even FF Nine or FF Fourteen. Like, will you be able to raise chocobos in a ranch and then ride them around the world? Because I I would want that. That, that sounds I great. You hope so? You think <laughs> For, so? I mean,
2: chocobo breeding.
0: <laughs> chocobo no. breeding. I would love to have them have detailed chocobo breeding and racing in this game. that, that I would love that. But it would be really really hard to make an entire contiguous open world that you know yeah. allows you to ro- ride a chocobo anywhere uh, because I mean, with a world map it would be it's easier right because you're 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 playing mm-hmm. you're going through navigating a simplified version of an entire world and you can you know you can walk around it like in like an airship but if they have yeah. everything interconnected and still incorporate chocobo breeding and racing and riding uh, i i don't know how that looks
1: i guess the racing and riding has kind of been done in 15 but uh they would have to uh, elaborate on it a little bit more.
0: I feel like yeah, it would have to be the entire game would have to be like the uh, first half of Fifteen before it, before it, you know you jump into a linear tunnel, and uh, um, mm. I um, I I don't and we don't need to we, we don't need to comment on F Fifteen further than that. And I apologize if I oversimplified what F Fifteen is. I haven't played very much. No, 15. you didn't. Oh, okay, <laughs> uh, but like uh, you did not. <laughs> all right, but uh, like. It, it, would we like navigating the FF Seven world map like the first half of FF Fifteen? Because that—that was the part of FF Fifteen I think people seem to like the best. Was the was the road trip part? Am I am I misunderstanding or misrepresenting that? Uh. Because cause <laughs> you you could ride around the tiny Bronco and chocobos like that like the car in FF Fifteen, except it's an FF Seven world. And I, I I think that could be cool, but we don't know enough about the open world setting, or and how connected these settings are, to, to I know. I think what
2: I think what people liked more about Fifteen was traveling around with the buddies that you had in your right. party. Like the characters are really what made it, because the world itself is isn't super interesting. It's quite it's quite bland in a lot of ways. So I wouldn't say like traveling just for the sake of traveling was interesting in 15, but more of the, the people, the characters that you had with you and the little skits that they had, the camping. And I've got a new recipe that, that all mm-hmm. was what made it. Yeah.
1: But there are a couple pretty vistas in 15, but it's not really like as an open world design. I feel like if they want to do FF seven justice, they want to make the individual areas themselves more interesting. Right. And, so, so, the,
0: uh, so they probably won't have that world map spacing like there's not going to be a giant chasm in between say oh i don't know like like between uh Corelle and gungaga and cosmo canyon that's not going to be a long trip that'll be a that'll be a shorter more guided trip
3: so so they're, yeah they're definitely going to have to redesign the areas uh, to make to make it work um to make it work for for, for 2018 and in and, and the way they're designing it um, but i wonder if 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 they do that does that then make the world seem smaller than the uh, by necessity smaller than the original final Pro, fantasy 7
0: I, I think yes uh, be, because if the if they do it like that i mean t- to a degree final fantasy 10 felt like a smaller world than every final fantasy game before it because you couldn't really walk around the world in ff10 it mm-hmm. it it felt vast and um th- i thought that the that a lot of the world map navigation in Ten was cool. Like at the, when I first played FF Ten, I didn't like it because I, I was, you know, salty about it not being like my previous favorite Final Fantasy games, like Six and Seven. But uh, but I warmed up to it uh, relatively more recently. I think it's uh, I think FF Ten might be a realistic situation for FF Seven. Like instead of a big world map, there's long paths and long corridors between areas. Does that seem crazy to you?
1: No, I think that's a good way to go about it. Um...
3: Take Xenoblade Chronicles Two, for example, or Xenoblade Chronicles in general, right? Um, you can make you can make the world if you design it well. You can make it feel large scale, right?
0: It's and still segmented, um, yeah, but and still segmented.
3: But will they are they able to do that with Final Fantasy VII, where, as you say, the spots in between locations are just there, there's nothing there, right? There's kind of get from point A to point B. There, there's really nothing there to, to um, the design around so they'll they'll have to work it out for him in that case.
1: Yeah, honestly, I think 10 or 12 is the best model to follow if they're gonna do that. Because 10, um, as opposed to 13's version of linearity, 10 does a lot of good little tricks and area gimmicks and just a bunch of ways to make it seem like you're exploring a world to kind of mask the linearity, even if you are just you know you are running down a very pretty hallway. But at least it's a very pretty hallway with stuff to do.
0: Yeah, I I I think. I, I'm not sure if FF Seven Remake will be a an open world more like 15 or a you know segmented open world quote unquote open world like FF 10 or 12, but I, I think that 10 12 approach might might be sensible, uh, and 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 if they if they again like you said Peter if they make it dense enough and interesting enough then people will accept it, but I. I I I don't know if they'll be able to recreate that feeling of uh, of a world map in FF Seven because it, it's mm, that, 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 that's a challenge. I, that's weird to think about.
2: We'll end up riding Cloud's motorbike all the way.
0: Hmm.
2: <laughs> it's just going to be like a now that's rogue... a mini
0: game I want to see in this remake. The, <laughs> oh yeah, the hack and slash. Yeah, the motorcycle. <laughs> I think I when I was a when I was a kid, I wanted a game that was all that because that, uh, between that and the snowboarding and the submarine, the the motorcycle yeah. was the coolest of them.
1: Yeah, but they, they made that and it sucked. The mobile game.
0: Well, a, a mobile Final Fantasy uh, mini game sucking? No, never. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> well, hmm. What else do we have to discuss? Because I mean, if we went down every single thing about FF Seven, we would be here for three and a half hours. and I don't think anybody wants that.
2: Yeah, I'm just wondering about like optional like places like Fort Condor, how that'll be handled.
0: Yeah, like Fort Condor, w- will they make Wutai a mandatory part of this of the game? Because yeah,
2: you no, know, you can go there earlier and you can visit Wutai earlier than the plot, and then you have this whole sort of skit with Yuffie and stuff. But
1: yeah, I feel like they pretty much have to make Vincent and Yuffie. Um... More integral to the plot because yeah. um, they're I, they're but... missable they're missable in seven but they're so important to the extended canon yeah. quote unquote yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah recording either of them is actually a little complicated in FF seven um so it's uh uh I I think they would have to incorporate them more into the main plot I, I think uh um I, I think that would be welcome um I, I wouldn't mind seeing that but I'm curious as to how they would do it and and how deep they go into Vincent's backstory and the Wu-Tai side quest, if at all. Like, like if they include Vincent in, Yuff- in Yuffie, they would have to include Vincent's background cutscenes and maybe even Dirge Cerberus stuff, and they would have to include Wu-Tai. Am I, am I crazy for thinking that?
3: No, I don't think so. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the, <Good> <laughs> the, 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 ga- the Game of Death-style side quest in Wu-Tai where you have to go up each uh, floor of the tower, I, I want to see that in the remake. That, that's dope as hell.
2: Well, that just feeds out your battle tournament love.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's it is one hundred percent attached to my love of battle tournaments and shonen manga <laughs> and nineteen seventies martial arts movies. I I just made a game mm-hmm. of death re- reference twenty seconds ago.
1: <laughs> uh, the gold saucer would be cool to see if they actually, if they do that. Um...
0: Yeah, okay. uh, the the gold saucer is awesome in FF fourteen, and if they bring back the FF seven version of the saucer, I yeah, bring it. Oh, but the question is is it going to be like the FF14 gold saucer and are they going to bring back uh are they to, are they going to add a card game to FF7? Oh jeez. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause> tri- <laughs> triple triad's pretty good in FF14. So uh one thing that we talked about before we started recording and haven't brought up yet is uh Wall Market. The <laughs> the cloud infiltrating Don Corneo's uh uh, Don Corneo's mansion, dressed as a woman. Yeah. Uh, which, which you know that whole side quest is loaded. You uh, you you have to go and get a, the right drink from a vending machine. You end up in a squats competition at a gym, and famously, perhaps most famously, uh, visit a joint called the Honeybee Inn. Uh, how much of that do we think is going to make it into the Final Fantasy VII remake? I think a lot of it will
2: make it in. I don't think the Honeybee Inn will win. I, I think the cross dressing will make it in because it's a fan-favorite sort of side quest. It's like what a lot of people think about when they think about Final Fantasy VII is I, cloud cross-dressing. I, I,
0: I like the very demure way Cloud runs when he's uh, he dressed as <laughs> oh, yeah. a woman. His
2: hands clasped in front of him. Oh, I must run this way now. I am a woman.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't... I think they actually already stated they were going to include that, actually. Right.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'd be shocked if they didn't include it. Like, even though, you know, maybe like today's political climate, people might view it as offensive. I don't think it's offensive, but some people might.
3: Uh, I think they I, need to try.
2: Sorry. No, sorry. Go on.
1: I just, they should probably try it a little delicately but it comes to the bathhouse.
0: I'm a little bit more concerned about how they're portraying Don Corneo because he's, he's horrible.
3: Yeah, uh, I think, I think, I think there are a few things they can handle a little better. Um, For today's gamer, and I think they will. I mean, I think I think that that, the whole cross-dressing bit is is definitely part of uh, the the Final Fantasy VII DNA, I guess. Right? Yeah. What 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 fans remember, but I do think um, the uh, the honeybee in piece. I think that. I mean, that could be completely cut out of it, to be honest, and still you you wouldn't lose anything from that whole entire.
0: Well, um, I mean, it would still people exactly. would still view it as cut content and be upset about it, even though it's even though it's you know it's ludicrous already on its own. This is um, uh, yeah. true. That's, that's true. That's that's true. I don't, um, I don't think I would miss it necessarily, but it, it would be it's it's challenging to implement it. If they do choose to implement it, I'm very interested to see it.
2: <laughs> it's so weird, like the horrible homosexuality in Final Fantasy VII and the Honeybee N part is so weird. It's growing up, you know, before I came out as transgender, I've identified as a gay boy and seeing gay not coded characters as horrible as the presentation was it was like oh like gay characters in a game but it's so hard to balance whether like that's acceptable to have in a game these days like
0: i mean i mean there's there's homophobic scenes in uh in japanese rpgs as recently as oh, yeah, this year <laughs> so uh, like I, I don't i don't want to I, I don't want to mischaracterize like all of japanese rpgs is homophobic but uh like some some scenes in final fantasy 7 were insensitive at best transphobic or homophobic um excuse mm-hmm. me transphobic or homophobic at worst and if they include all of that in the remake um i don't know if toning down is the right is the right phrase but they would have to adjust it or or present it in a different way to make it acceptable
2: yeah or or would they i mean there's a lot of, i don't think it's a big conversation happening in japan right now is like the way homosexuality and transgender issues are presented in video games i mean it's still very much the butt of a joke in a lot of media and square enix as a japanese company are they going to really edit it that much to be pro or are they just going to edit the whole thing out
1: it's um it's honestly the same with uh, the dating mini game at the gold saucer where yeah. um uh, where, where Barrett can end up because Barrett being the date if you screw up the conversations with the ladies, is a, is meant to be the butt of a joke, and it's yeah. not a it's not a funny joke. It's I, I so that's the thing. That's another thing where it's like, are they going to keep that? Are they going to lose it? Is Barrett not going to be an option anymore? Um, or can Barrett, or are they going to change it? So it's like, okay, no, this is totally cool. Maybe Cloud, maybe this is a form of a player expression, and Cloud is maybe Cloud can choose Barrett as a partner. I don't know that's that's what i'd like to see
2: i'd like to see that but
1: can we recruit vincent earlier so he can be one of the options
2: (laughs) (laughs) no it's pirate or nothing okay cool Uh, i'm cool with
0: that (laughs) that's that'll be an interesting question to see i think i think people will be racing to that date to figure it figure out what it's like when the remake eventually does come out which might be 2023 i don't know uh but the one thing that i'm the shot i'm the most shocked about uh in this, in this discussion is that we've gone this far without really mentioning Sephiroth.
2: Oh yeah. Oh crap. Like Um,
0: unless, unless someone, you know, talked about him for 15 minutes and I zoned out, which is, which is possible. I'm, I'm a little tired right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh, again, I think Sephiroth is a very important part of FF7. He's been so present and around for 20 years that I'm sure all of us have our different thoughts about him, but in original FF7, you don't even see what he looks like until the flashback scenes in Calm, yeah. so he he's almost like a Jaws figure. I think I've, I think I might mm-hmm. have used that analogy in other podcasts. But uh, you see his destruction and what he's capable of, and you know his name in the first part of the game in Midgar, and uh, and because you, you see the aftermath of his of his bloody murder spree in the uh, in the Shinra office building. I I am very excited to see Sephiroth walking into flames scene in uh in this new engine that I'm sure that will look awesome. But how they incorporate Sephiroth into the game? Like, is he going to be that like silent, invisible antagonist at the beginning, or is he going to be present from the beginning because everyone knows who Sephiroth is and uh, by now? Or is he uh, going to be. Uh, are you still going to be sort of chasing the invisible Sephiroth or is he going to be more present in the story? I I really am curious about that because what, what even if your ch- feelings about Sephiroth have changed in between 1997 and now, he's a very important part of FF7.
3: Well, I, I hope they keep it. I hope they keep it as the original because to me, to me, well, one of the best parts of the, the, the story, at least early on uh, was that sense of chasing this mysterious man in, in black. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, just that just the chase that air of mystery that 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 surrounded this oh, uh yeah. this this evil doer right it um a good and I think was the main plot it, it was and, and i think if you if you regardless of how you know how much in gaming pop culture he has appeared in the last two decades since the game's release um I think if you inter- introduce him early on you 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 completely remove that and again to me one of the most memorable memorable aspects of that story was was just that mysterious uh mysterious stranger right. Causing, the aura him. Of, yeah, the aura of mystery surrounding Sephiroth. Um,
1: as you're as you're learning more about him, you're chasing him, you're relying on Cloud's kind of imperfect memory of the situation. Um yeah, Sephiroth has kind of gone on to become this like you know, the big time popular and fantasy villain, that Final Fantasy villain that we all know and love. But there's a real air of menace and mystery to him in Seven that. Uh, and, and I would even, like to be
0: Yeah, because you find out what Sephiroth looks like pretty early in in Cali, yeah. but he's still an invisible presence for most of the game, and it's uh, and like even when you uh, cross the swamp for the first time, you see the Zolem stuck on a stuck on a pole. It's like, oh yeah. damn. <laughs> this, and it's <laughs> also
1: yeah, and then I think they could also stand to make it a little clear how the Genova cell and Genova clone thing works, because you have all these other cloaked figures that are like. I I don't know. Part of it's just the translation of the original FF7, but it's a little hard to figure out whether these guys are failed Sephiroth clones, or failed Genova clones, or other experiments.
0: Back to the old Final Fantasy forums bit. I mean, people have been arguing about what all that means for decades, and I don't think it's totally figured out yet.
1: I, I think that they did give a hard answer from the Ultimanias, but that's another thing that there's actually the seven Ultimania is actually going to be getting an English release by the end of this year. Cool, and I'm really excited to read that. Um, yeah, they're compiling uh, they're compiling them together, but um, they can play up the Lovecraftian angle of Genova a lot too.
0: Yeah, have it, having it be sort of more alien horror and not just a you know blobby uh, like vaguely defined Final Fantasy monster that 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 would be cool. Like um, imagine if um, Genova appearing on the boat. Uh, following Junon what if they made that like a like an alien loose in the spaceship kind of thing
1: yeah or they they go straight up like like um what what's what's that one I don't even remember the name of it it's, it's in it's a one of the Lovecraft stories involving a bunch of like play rats I think like something like that you could do a self-contained little spooky episode with that with one of the Genova forms
0: yeah, it, it, more horror elements about what's going on with Sephiroth and Genova. I would I would welcome that, and I don't I don't even love horror stuff in games, but but um, in this case, I think it would uh, an interpretation like that would fit, and it would be, it well, it would fit with what FF seven is, but also be different from FF seven in a, in a way that I'm in, I'm interested now 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 I want that. Damn it, Peterman! Now I want something that might not happen. Thanks, buddy.
1: I mean, welcome to me. Welcome to the FF seven remake discourse, my friend.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Uh, thanks guys for coming together to talk about ff7 with me i mean there's we, we could have made this episode three hours if we were just you know going through the ff7 plot points and key elements one by one but i, I knew we couldn't do that so we ended up be, having this be a, an open-ended messy episode that i think had a lot of good discussion though so thanks so much for uh for finally coming together to do this because again we we've had this thing in our planning document for multiple years probably is that right peter
1: yeah no i think i, I can't even remember when, when i actually pitched this idea
0: it might have been like uh, 2016 i don't i don't know I'd, I'd have to check i'd have to check the document um but that's that's oh. a long time and i'm glad we're able to finally make it happen so thank you guys for uh um for recording this with me and thank you listeners for listening to us um blab about final fantasy 7 for an hour and a half uh but we're not enough living in the present. Let's look to the future. Uh, next week we have our first Shadow Hearts episode. Um, uh, Shadow Hearts is the game that we uh, picked for August for Retro Encounter. So there's going to be two Shadow Hearts episode, two Shadow Hearts episodes. The first one next week, and the second one in three weeks because two weeks from now that's episode one hundred fifty. Big milestone for the podcast, and we are making episode 150 a mailbag episode. So listeners, please send in emails to retro at rpgfan.com. We will read as many as we can on episode 150 and uh, answer every question that is directed to us unless it is um, unless it's openly hateful or hostile. <laughs> we'll, we probably will skip those. But if you have a question about the podcast or a suggestion for a future episode idea, we want to hear them, and the way to send them to us is email retro at rpgfan.com um, in addition to our email, RPGFan has forums, there's a Twitter, there's a Facebook account, there's a Discord, of which Leona is one of the moderators, there's an Instagram that's curated by our social media maven, Stephanie, and there's a, a whole nother podcast, um, Random Encounter, hosted by Derek Heemsberg, and goes bi-weekly and is more attached to current events than this podcast. You can find links to all of those things on the front page of RPGFan.com. There's also a, uh, an RPGFan Twitch page with stuff... Um, streaming every week, please check the RPG Fan main page to find out what is streaming that particular week. Uh, So, let's see. Uh, Let's tell the listeners how they can reach us each individually, starting with you, Leona. Uh,
2: I go by StarMongoose on Twitter, and you can find me hanging out on the Discord server, which I'm a moderator. Also StarMongoose.
0: And Rob?
3: Rob? Get me on my email, my RPG fan email, rob at RPG fan, and Beardy McBeardface on the RPG fan forums.
0: Cool, and Peter, your turn.
3: Yep, I mean, as
1: always, you can always find me, uh, Peter T at RPGFan.com if you want to email me. I'm um, also at I Have Fury on Twitter.
0: Cool, and I am solosi at rpgfan.com for my uh, individual email. I am at the real monsoon on Twitter at the real, at evoker for dogs. Other times on Twitter, I am monsoon mike on Discord and monsoon on the forums. Uh boy, I think that's a, all of my social media presence. Uh, but that that about does it. Um, Final Fantasy Seven remake is maybe the biggest question mark existing right now for Square Enix. It has the potential to be the biggest release they've ever made because it has the biggest built-in fan base that they have, uh, and as a remake of perhaps their most beloved game. The, again, it depends on where we properly rate Final Fantasy VII. But let's let's not go back to that discussion. There, there's a lot to be excited about and a lot to be worried about. Is that is that a fair ending statement? Yep, yeah,
3: sounds accurate.
2: Yep,
0: pretty much. Oh boy, I. Welcome to the Final Fantasy VII Remake Discourse. (laughs) Thank you. Good night, and good luck.
1: Because you're going to need it.